Okay. So we are doing now Tazria. Because it's a leap year, normally Tazria and Mitzvah are connected. We read them in the same week. But since it's a leap year, they are separated. So we are up to Monday of Tazria, which is chapter 13. And we are up to verse 6, which is sort of in the middle of a story, in the middle of a discussion on someone that possibly, potentially, has tzara'as, the spiritual skin ailment. So we were discussing yesterday that a person finds these white spots, the baharas. There are two, there are a number of types of skin leprous conditions. The most common ones are called the se'es and baharas. Those are the two whitest of these white afflictions. Those are the primary appearances of tsaras, of this spiritual skin ailment. They also have other um, subsidiary appearances, which have different names, like sapachas, which are less white. But the two whitest and the two most common are se'es and beheres. So this one is a beheres. It's very, very white. But we have two buts. We were told before that whenever we have this whiteness, these white splotches or spots from saras, it's going to appear deeper than the rest of the skin because of the contrast of colors. For some reason here it doesn't, and Rashi actually comments on this yesterday. He doesn't understand it because it's supposed to naturally occur. Additionally, the hair within this splotch of the Baharis has not turned white. When the hairs within the Tsaras turn white, that is a clear sign of Tsaras. So here we have the white splotches but it doesn't have this deeper appearance, and the hair in it isn't white. So we don't know, is it Saras or not? So as we discussed yesterday, the priest says, you are quarantined for seven days. On the seventh day, what happened? Well, if it spread, or if the hair's turned white, we know it's Saras. Then you have to go outside the camp and have all the laws of Saras. But in our situation here, nothing happened. The color didn't dim, didn't get darker, and hairs didn't turn white, and it didn't spread. So what do we do? We quarantine you for another week. That's what we're in the middle of. So now we're up to the middle of this, verse 6. And the Kohen and the priest shall look at it again on the seventh day, which this now means 14 days after it was first brought to him. This is the second set of seven days. And behold, if the affliction has dimmed, which means it's gotten darker, and the affliction has not spread on the skin, then the Kohen and the priest shall declare him pure. It is mispachas, a certain type of affliction. It's an affliction. It's some element on your skin, but not saras. So you're pure from saras. He shall immerse his garments and become pure. So Rashi says has dimmed, meaning it has darkened from its original appearance. And originally, this was a white, very white spot. Now it's gotten darker. So Rashi says, based on that, if it didn't get darker and it's two weeks later, the very fact that it stayed the same color means you have Saras. You know, white hairs, doesn't seem lower than the rest of the flesh, did not spread. But if two weeks later, it's still the same whiteness, this is Saras. Or, obviously, if it spreads, we know it's Saras. 
Now, it's interesting because according to the law, the halacha, if this splotch, this baharis, leprous, perhaps leprous, we don't know, splotch, did not spread after two weeks, we say, okay, it's not saras. We checked after one week it didn't spread. We checked after the second week it didn't spread. Even if the color remained the same, for two weeks it didn't spread, it's not saras. It's just a skin affliction. But how Rashi writes it, you need both of these qualities. It needs both that the color got darker, dimmed, not as white-white as it was originally, and that it didn't spread. So some commentators in Rashi say this is like a mistake written in the Rashi, like as the Rebbe would refer to the copy boy that miswrote something here. Or maybe perhaps Rashi holds that according to Pshutoshanikra, when Rashi comments, Rashi's comments are not always as the practical law. He's explaining the literal meaning of the verse. So maybe Rashi here is saying no. According to how we understand the verse, he needs both qualities. He needs the color to dim, and he needs it not to spread. But again, there are those that say, no, that's not what Rashi meant, and this is a copyboy error. But in any case, in, the, in this situation here in the verse, both the color dimmed and it didn't spread, so for sure it's pure, it's a mispachas, which Rashi says is the name of a pure affliction, meaning an affliction that doesn't make you impure and afflicted with saras. And then it first says he has to wash his clothing and be pure, which is like, wait, what's going on here? He's pure. He, he, he doesn't have saras. But the very fact that he was quarantined, that already made him impure to a certain degree, and therefore he needs to immerse in a mikvah to attain ritual purity. So he doesn't have saras. He never had saras. But the fact that he was 14 days quarantined on the suspicion of saras makes him slightly impure, and therefore this phrase, the terminology here of washing his clothing and then will be pure is like the code language in the verse to mean he has to immerse in a mikvah, in a ritual pool and then he's pure, not from Saras, he never had Saras, but from the impurity of this like suspicion of Saras. But the story is not over, verse 7. But if the Mispachas, we already said, oh, it's a Mispachas, Mispachas is not Saras, you're pure, good mikvah, you're fine, but if the mispachas is then going to spread on the skin after it was shown to the priest for its purification, it has to be shown again to the priest. Meaning, he has his white spots. Hmm, is it saras or not? Uh-oh. The priest says, I don't know. It doesn't seem dimmer. I don't see any white hairs. I don't know. Quarantine seven days. Quarantine seven days. Everything stayed the same. I don't know. Quarantine another seven days. Quarantine another seven days. Didn't spread and the color got dimmer. Okay, it's a mispachas, you're pure, go to mikvah, you're pure. And then after that, this same splotch now starts spreading. You have to show it to the priest again. Verse 8, the priest shall look and behold, the mispachas has spread on the skin. The priest shall make him impure. It is saras. So even though you thought like, ooh, I don't have saras, once this official mispachas, mispachas again we said is a term for a pure skin affliction, not saras. No, if it's spreading, that means it's saras. And as Rashi clarifies, and then once he's impure, it's a whole real deal. He has to do everything like everyone with saras. He has to go outside the camp and then to be purified, he needs the birds and the shaving and the karba and the offering, all of the things that we explain later in the next chapter of how the person that had saras 
When his saras is over, he attains ritual purity. It is saras, Rashi says, we're referring to this mispachas, which we thought was a mispachas, and therefore not saras. Actually, no, it is saras. Verse 9. If, now, another situation. If the Tzara's affliction will be in a person, he should be brought to the priest. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that last Rasha there. Um, looking here at this phrase, Tzara's he. And Rashi says this term Tzara's is Nekeva. And the term Nega is masculine, meaning we have in next verse, what I just read, in the Hebrew, it only makes sense in the Hebrew to understand this Rashi, nega taras kitiya ba'adam. Hmm. Nega, the affliction, is masculine. Taras is feminine. Kitiya ba'adam is in the feminine. It will be in the feminine, and therefore, how could what a the nega is masculine. What's going on? Yeah, but saras is feminine. So therefore, that word tihiyeh, it will be in the feminine, is matching the word saras, the feminine word, and not nega, the masculine word. So this Rashi here, in the end of verse 8, is really clarifying verse 9. Now, verse 10. The priest shall look, and behold, it is a white ace on the skin. Remember it says, the two com- most common forms of saras on the skin are called the heres, as we were just discussing, and now the other one is called saes. And it has turned the hair to white, or there's healthy live flesh within the saes. So now we're learning a new qualification of saras. We already learned, as we learned yesterday, and as I mentioned earlier today, that if within this splotch of white, there are white hairs, meaning your body hair has turned white, those white hairs are a sign, yes, this is saras. There's also another sign that we only discuss now, but it applies in all cases of saras on the skin, if what the verse calls healthy live flesh, sort of like raw-looking flesh, which sounds, oh, it's healthy, that means it's good, but actually it happens to be a sign of saras. As Rashi explaining, so we have this whiteness, the seis, and then we have within this whiteness this like healthy flesh. And Rashi says either one of these signs, we're listing two signs in this verse, white hair within this white splotch or this healthy looking flesh within the white splotch. Either one of them already means you have saras. And this is true for all skin Saras conditions. White hairs, it's saras. This, so to speak, healthy flesh, it's saras. Verse 11 explains a little more. It is an old saras in the skin of his flesh, and the priest shall make him impure. He shall not close it off, for it is impure. He shall not close it off, meaning we don't have to quarantine you for seven days and another seven days to figure it out, like we had in our previous situation. We know right away it's saras. You have the white hairs, and you have this other new, new to us, because we didn't know about it before, sign of saras, this like healthy flesh. So what does this mean here? It's an old saras. So Rashi explains, it's like an old wound under the healthy flesh. Because it looks healthy, and we're saying healthy flesh, that's a weird thing to say at the sign of saras. 
But no, it looks healthy on the surface, but underneath it, it's full of this liquid, this like pus, or this like old saras. Because you could say, oh, healthy skin, that means it's healing. No, not in saras. Now, we have another situation. If the saras will erupt on the skin and the saras will cover the entire skin of the affliction from his head to his feet, wherever the eyes of the priest can see, so head of the person, we're not talking about the head of the affliction, but of the person. The person is covered from head to toe with seemingly saras. Wherever the priest can see, which implies that the priest can't see properly, he can never judge about it. Now, the verse says, 13, what's the verdict here? And the priest shall look, and behold, the affliction has covered his entire flesh, and he shall declare the affliction to be pure, having turned completely white as pure. It's a very interesting law. If the priest looks at him and head to toe he's covered with saras, he says he's pure, he doesn't have saras. Now, this is the law, and it is a law. Hasidus has an interesting explanation on this, very powerful practical explanation. Hasidus says, what's going on here? Well, he's, he's covered head to toe with saras, and he doesn't have saras? Hasidus says, if you look at someone and you see he's covered head to toe with saras, you know your eyes are the problem, because that's impossible. Meaning, Sarasra is implying something negative. So if you look at another Jew and all you see is negativity, head to toe, black, 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 or in the case of Sarasra, white, 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 there's no inch of flesh you see that's healthy, that means your eyesight's off. Because no Jew is completely negative. So if you look at a Jew and you think he's all negative, recognize it's not him, it's you. And that's why you say he's gorgeous, he doesn't have Sarasra, because it's not him, it's my eyesight. So that is a Hasidic twist on this law. Continuing with the verse, so what happens? Next verse, 14, and on the day healthy flesh appears in it, it shall be impure. So meaning, when you look at him and all you see is saras, and every inch of his flesh is saras, he's pure. The second, so to speak, it seems like it starts healing, meaning I see now other flesh. Oh, this is saras, and he has saras. Rashi has an interesting understanding of this. Rashi says, what does it mean? It can't mean if what it seems to mean, which is suddenly we see healthy flesh growing, because we just learned a few verses ago that this like raw healthy flesh is a sign of saras. I already know that, right? We had two signs. We said the white hairs or that raw flesh as obvious signs of saras. So the verse can't be saying once he gets the raw flesh, oh, I'm telling you something new. Then we call it Saras. I already learned that a few verses ago. That, that was taught in verse 10. Now I'm in verse 14. I obviously didn't forget. So what does it mean? So she says, no, it means actually something different. It means we have what our sages refer to as the 24 tips of limbs. And that term we sometimes find in various situations in Torah and Rashi and law. The 24 tips of limbs are the 20 fingers and toes. The two ears, the nose, the tip of the male organ. Those are the 24 tips of limbs. And because they're tips, we can't really see the whole limb. We just see the tip. So sometimes that affects the laws. So when we're looking at the 24 tips of limbs, it's possible because, again, we're not seeing the whole limb, the whole organ. We don't see it. We don't realize that there's some healthy flesh there because we didn't see it properly. But what could happen is, if there's more fat, there's accumulation of fat in any of these limbs, 
they could sort of broaden the vision of this limb. And then we see, oh, there was some healthy flesh here. I thought his body was covered head to toe with seraph, and all I saw was white, white, white. But now there's some fat added to some of these tips of limbs. I actually see parts I didn't see before, and I see that, no, it's not covered head to toe white. There is some raw, healthy flesh. Oh, that's a sign he has seraph. Now, the verse said, on the day the healthy flesh appears. Why is it emphasized on the day? Just say, when the healthy flesh appears. So that's actually coming to minimize, to imply, well, some days you look and see, and some days you don't. What are the days we don't? So we're told that the bridegroom, the chassan, he, the entire week of his marriage celebration, him, his clothing, his home, all these things that could have saras, we don't look. We don't give him saras then. And also, all the days of the festival, meaning not only a bridegroom, but anyone on the days of the holiday, we're not looking. We don't see it saras. We don't want to take away the joy of the festival. The priest shall look at the healthy flesh and make it impure. In other words, going back to the situation we're talking about here, the healthy flesh is impure. That's what we already learned, of course. It is saras. Now here, again, this, this only makes sense in the Hebrew. Remember we said before, saras is a feminine word. Nega is a masculine word. And sometimes we're seeing the way the Torah refers to it in the feminine because saras, and sometimes in the masculine because it's referring to something else. So here, we don't have the word nega, affliction here. We have something else. It says saras hu. Again, wait, what are you talking about? Saras is feminine. To be saras he. That's the feminine version for that word. It is saras in the feminine, saras he. But the verse said, Saras, who? Saras, feminine, who, masculine, what's going on? Sarashi says it's not talking about the word Saras. Well, we understand that because Saras is feminine. It's talking about something else, which is masculine, which is the flesh. Saras, Saras, who? It is masculine because referring to the buffer. The flesh is masculine. But, If the healthy flesh changes again and turns white, he shall come to the priest. The priest shall look at it, and behold, the affliction has turned white. We don't see this this uh, this healthy flesh anymore, which was a sign of saras. The affliction has turned white. The priest shall declare the affliction pure. It is pure, because whatever the priest declares, that is what it is. 